new poll by CBS Sports on Tuesday ranked the head coaches of the Power 5 football programs. We're going to react to where Tom Allen fell on that because even despite a two-win season in 2021, it's a little surprising to see how low he was ranked both nationally and in the Big Ten. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everybody, to Locked On Hoosiers. It's Wednesday, May 8th, and I want to thank you guys for making us part of your day today and your first listen every single day. We're your one and only daily IU Sports podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude, and look, 2021 was a a bad season, for even by Indiana football standards, even by... Uh, judging it on the standards of the losingest program in all of college football, 2021 was a bad season. But how much of that do you put on Tom Allen, and how much of that uh, should change how he's viewed? Because CBS Sports released a uh, their annual ranking of the Power Five head coaches. And this is something we I didn't see last year. We we weren't able to react to it last year. This year, though, it's interesting. It, it creates an interesting discussion because you cannot simply ignore, nor should you, uh, the 2021 season. And it was bad. Uh, but this list put together by Tom Fornelli uh, polled all of the CBS Sports College football crew uh, it, they revealed their 65th through 26th. So everyone outside of the top 25, they released on uh, Tuesday. Tom Allen comes in at 40th. He dropped 20 spots from last year. That's right. He was considered a top 25 head coach last year, and now he's in the bottom half of head coaches. Now, obviously, when it's year over year, there's going to be a little bit more reaction to what have you done for me lately? And what the Hoosiers have done lately is have one of the worst seasons in it's Tom Allen's worst season and one of the worst seasons in recent years for IU football. Again, that is saying something. But did he deserve to drop all the way down to 40th? Because when you start looking at some of the people ranked above him and around him, it gets really interesting. Let's look at their rationale for dropping him. Uh, last season, Allen was one of the one of our biggest risers after leading IU to its best season since 1993 in 2020. Unfortunately, he's taken a tumble this year. The floor fell out from beneath the Hoosiers in 2021, and they finished two and ten and went winless in the Big Ten. Hopefully, Allen and company will find a happy medium in 2022. So, this might be a little bit of bias. 40th seems pretty low. Uh, certainly considering who is ranked above him. If you look in the Big Ten, uh, Tom Allen ranks 11th among head coaches, which really feels too low. Feels like we're grading on a bit of a curve here. Uh, Tom Allen, he's successful for IU football. Maybe that is why he's coming in at 11th, because successful for IU football is not the same as basically any other program in the Big Ten. But coming in at 11th seems seems rough. Um, obviously, we don't know who, where the coaches fall in the top 25, but we know who wasn't included in this. So we know who 
how many coaches are in the top 25 from the Big Ten, and that's how we get Tom Allen to 11th. The rankings we know right now above Tom Allen, uh, 30th, Jeff Brom at Purdue. I'm pretty hesitant on that one, but it's hard to argue against what he did last season. Um, and he's had a couple of really good seasons in Purdue. I He's also had some pretty bad seasons. I'm not certain about that one. Greg Schiano at 36 for Rutgers. Schiano's a good coach. Uh, I, I don't have too many qualms with that one. And, and it's so close to 36 that it's kind of a toss-up. I'm sure on a lot of polls that Tom Allen was ranked above. Greg Schiano. That one I, I don't have a problem with. Brett Bielma from Illinois being 38th. That one, phew, I really don't know about that one because we have a pretty good sample size of Bielma, and it isn't great. <laughs> and uh, for him to come in at 30th for Illinois, ranked above Tom Allen, we're going to find out pretty early on uh, who the better coach is because they're going to play right away. Um, coming in behind Tom Allen was just Mike Loxley, and Scott Frost. I had that wrong. He is ranked 12th, excuse me, not even 11th. So only two coaches ranked below him. Scott Frost at 53 seems high. I don't even know. I mean, there's a lot of first-year coaches I would take over him. Michael Oxley at Maryland coming in at 50th. So the 12th ranked head coach in the Big Ten, that seems, I don't want to call it an overreaction, but certainly a reaction to last season uh, in Bloomington. I, all those years leading up to 2020 and 2020 itself still happened, and that was a lot of success. I know 2021 was bad, but damn, that one, that one feels like a pretty far, far fall. I mean, even if you look again nationally, the guys around him, Steve Sarkeesian is 39th for Texas, one spot above Tom Allen, uh, one spot below Brett Bielma. I think I'm saying that differently every time. I apologize for mispronunciating it, but Sarkeesian at 39, like, is he really better than Tom Allen? He, I mean, probably, but like, maybe, maybe the, I'm just a little bit too much of a homer. Um, man, I, I really believe in Tom Allen and I know last year was really bad. We're going to talk about some of the, the strengths and weaknesses of Tom Allen kind of based off this, but really th <laughs> the, these guys are ranked above Tom Allen. Uh, one other interesting name of note for Hoosier fans, Kalen DeBoer comes in at 51st. First-year head coach. A lot of those first-year head coaches fell pretty low on the list uh, just because there's nothing to really base it off of. You're just kind of assuming that uh, they're going to be good or making us some assumptions of, of how good they'll be. So we will. I will certainly be watching Kalen and Michael Penix out there in Washington. Uh, we'll see if he's able to climb that list and if he's able to pass Tom Allen this year. It'll be interesting to see. But what is it? about Tom Allen that people view or that we view as strengths and weaknesses. What is his greatest strengths? What are his biggest weaknesses? It's something I thought about after looking at this poll and uh, seeing why people would be so low on him. And we're going to look at what I feel are his biggest strengths, his three, three of his biggest strengths, three of his biggest weaknesses here in just a moment. Before we jump into that, though, guys, we need to talk about our sponsors for today's episode. First, we have Built Bar. You guys have heard me talk about them all week long, more than a week, even into last week. The new uh, birthday cake puffs are here, and they are amazing. I've never had anything like this before. It's like dipping your fingers into birthday a tub of birthday cake frosting. And then finding out that they only have 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. Uh, 
It's incredible. It tastes amazing. The best part about Built Bar uh, and their puffs are the fact that they're covered in 100% real chocolate. It doesn't taste like your mom and dad's protein bars that are chalky and hard to chew, hard to get down. These taste amazing, which is the best part because it doesn't feel like you're sacrificing taste when you're trying to eat a little bit healthier. Uh, as I said, 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, 9 grams of sugar. Makes it an amazing option uh, if you're looking to eat healthy and add a little bit of variety to your day. Um, and they're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So plenty of reasons to head on over to Built.com today. Try out some of those birthday cake puffs. See what Built Bars are available, what limited time flavors are available. Once you guys decide on everything you want, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. Make sure to go check out Locked On NBA Big Board. Host Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Draft Newsletter, or excuse me, NBA Big Board Newsletter, is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin, giving fans a in-depth look into the draft with mock drafts, player rankings, and obviously big boards. Uh, it's free and available everywhere you get podcasts. The draft lottery was on Tuesday. The draft combine obviously going on right now. We'll talk about that. Uh, a little bit later in the show to get you caught up on everything going on there. So what would make uh, voters in this poll rank Tom Allen so low? We'll start with his weaknesses. What are some of his weaknesses? Well, when you look at him, when you focus in on just his coaching ability, it's pretty clear offense is a pretty big weakness for him. Um, he is a defensive-minded head coach. Offensively, he relies heavily on an offensive coordinator to install the system, run things on that side of the field. That's just not an area he has a lot of expertise in, and it's not an area he feels nearly as comfortable in. That's why uh, throughout the years you've seen guys empowered to run offenses. It's what led Kalen DeBoer that we mentioned to getting head coaching jobs at Fresno State and eventually at Washington is that he was in charge of that offense. It was obviously also because he was really damn good at leading that offense with uh, with Penix, but he really, really trusts his offensive coordinators to get the job done. It's why when Nick Sheridan struggled last year, things went so bad because Tom Allen isn't able to step in and try to fix some things just simply because that's not his area of focus. If you want to get hyper-specific to – his coaching. I think one of his biggest weakness biggest weaknesses is time management. He really struggles with knowing when to use timeouts, um, when not to use them. Um, a lot of the minute stuff, I think he's gotten a lot better about going for it on fourth downs in various situations, and he's super aggressive in that front. But I think he still leaves a lot on the table with time management, um, just full pause kind of here and there not taking a timeout when he should, taking one when he shouldn't, uh, but specifically late in halves, uh, first and second half, just not managing things to best maximize how much time you have left to potentially score. And when, especially last year, when you're working with such thin margins, 
taking advantage of those opportunities is uh, imperative. And that's not something he's really been good at throughout his time uh, as head coach. Those are super specific. If you zoom way out, and I think the biggest question focused on Tom Allen this year is, can he win with expectations? It's one thing to be the underdog, um, the plucky team that nobody really expects to do anything. When you don't have those expectations, don't have that pressure, you can surprise teams. You play carefree. Um, and it led to that's why the Hoosiers had that magical 2020 season. There was no pressure on them. They were able to sneak up on teams and surprise teams thinking, oh, it's the same old Indiana. It wasn't, and it hasn't been under Tom Allen. But we don't have a huge sample size, and this isn't something we're really going to be able to judge Tom Allen for this season, but you gave this Hoosier team expectations, and as the the article itself said, the floor fell out from under him. Is that a product of Allen? Is that a product of the team? We talked in Monday's episode, excuse me, Tuesday's episode, that um, – there was a need for more accountability. How much of that do you blame Allen for? How much of that do you blame the players for? The end result is we don't really know if he can win when there's pressure, when there's expectations to win. Those expectations aren't going to be there for IU. For They're just not normally there. So maybe it doesn't matter too much in the long run, but if IU gets back into a situation like they had in 2020, it's going to be interesting to see how Tom Allen approaches it differently and whether the results are different and or the same because the small sample size we have, he cannot coach with pressure on that team was, it was a team that had a lot of injuries and a lot of things that they couldn't control, but they were bad in a lot of ways they could control. And that falls on the head coach. And if you're looking at why they fell, so why Tom Allen might've fallen so far in this ranking, that's why, because IU was just a abject failure last season in every way. That falls on the head coach, ultimately. The good news, the strengths for Tom Allen. I don't know how you quantify this into one thing, but just like his, his ability to motivate or be a leader of, of a team or a leader of men is damn near unparalleled. Like, this, LEO is kind of the thing that everybody talks about. Um, it's how we close every show. It's a great philosophy, but you have to be able to get guys to buy into that. And Tom Allen does that no matter if they're successful or not. I, I think it's probably harder to do when you're not successful. He has these guys fully bought into that LEO belief and mindset. That's impressive. Seeing just so much buy-in, the way he's able to motivate a team and get them to uh, play as one and be kind of one unit. I'll never forget that 2020 season after they beat Wisconsin on the road. I've mentioned this before. And Tom Allen's standing there doing his post-game interview. And seemingly every player goes by congratulating him, uh, yelling at recruits on TV to, to come play for him. Like That moment encapsulates Indiana at its best. And that's one of my favorite IU moments ever. And I, I think that was a high point for this program hopefully not the only high point and hopefully not the highest point but right now that's a memorable moment I think shows how much he's able to motivate guys uh, again if you zoom in on the game's defense is obviously a huge huge strength of his uh, before he was a head coach he was a defensive coordinator and he 
completely turned around IU's defense when he got here, and he raised that level of expectation to where uh, last year was a, an abject failure, and I've seen a lot worse defenses than the one IU put out last season, and for them to see it as, and for us to feel as it was such a bad uh, defense is a sign of where the expectations are now because Tom Allen is a great defensive-minded head coach, and that's why he's taking over play calling again this season. We'll see how much of a factor that, that has on his ability to be a head coach, but you cannot question what he is as a defensive coordinator. If he's ever fired from Indiana, he will find a job as soon as he wants it as a defensive coordinator somewhere at a Power 5 school across the country. Last thing that I think is his bit, one of his big strengths is recruiting. Uh, he, no matter how good or bad IU has been, um, he has been able to recruit his tail off and bring in consistently um, some of the best recruits that have ever come to Bloomington and the best class that's ever come to Bloomington. As we talked about with this 2022 class, remarkable stuff he's able to do on the recruiting trail, considering he's recruiting kids to IU football. And uh, there's just nothing really historically to sell them on. You can you can do that with IU basketball. You can bring them in. You can point at the bat banners and the the title national title banners and the Big Ten banners. You can't do that with football. So the fact he's able to get these guys to buy in, this kind of goes in with his ability to motivate and lead people. Um, it's remarkable what he's done on the recruiting trail, considering how much IU struggles on the field, uh, both historically and recently, as we saw. We'll see if he's able to keep the, keep up that momentum and success recruiting this year after IU goes 2-10. and 10. But let me know what you guys think are some of his strengths and weaknesses, either in the, the YouTube comments down below, uh, follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers uh, to tweet at me and let me know what you think some of his strengths and weaknesses are. We can maybe talk about that later in the week. Got some basketball news, uh, professional basketball news with uh, no update on Trace Jackson Davis. We'll let you know uh, how the draft lottery might have uh, impacted his decision whether to stay in the draft or not. First, we have one of our long-time sponsors. Guys, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local auto parts chain store to stock all the parts you need. There's no reason for you to go stand in line, get up to the counter, tell them the part you need, only to find out it's not available, and they're going to have to order it anyway. You can do that yourself, either on your laptop, on your mobile device, with or at rockauto.com. Save time and money. When using Rock Auto, why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more on those markup prices, uh, whether at the chain store or the dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer, and they're going to have everything you need, whether it's brake parts, whether it's tail lamps, whether it's motor oil, whether it's even just new floorboards or carpets. These guys have you covered. So go explore their easy to use website today. To find the solution to your auto parts needs, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. 
There was no Trace Jackson Davis news at the Combine yet. The Combine's going on, but the, the measurements and all that stuff is not going on yet. So there's nothing really publicly to talk about when it comes to Trace. Uh, the I believe the real fun starts on Wednesday uh, with measurements and drills and stuff like that. Uh, but follow us on Twitter, as I said. We'll keep you updated when those measurements start coming in. The draft lottery was on Tuesday for the NBA draft. Again, nothing specifically IU-related in that, but it means that mock drafts have some more accuracy to them now because you know the complete order of the NBA draft, and a lot of places immediately update their mock drafts with um, new intel and just the picks a little more submitted now that you know who's going to be drafting or selecting where. So that means there were multiple mock drafts from the Athletics. Sam Vecini, we mentioned before. Draft Express is the number one place that you guys are going to get uh, insight into the draft. None of those places have Trace Jackson Davis in the uh, among the 58 picks. Now, if he's going to convince teams to draft him, it was always going to start at the Combine and carry over into workouts. So right now, it's not surprising that he's not in any of those mock drafts, but it is telling that he still is on the outside looking in. So, listen, for him, I want his future to be in the NBA, but uh, if you're an IU fan wanting him to come back, early early good signs in that regard. I don't wish for him not to be drafted or anything, but if I had to guess right now, I, I would have to think that he's leaning a bit towards coming back just because he continues to not show up in any of these mock drafts. In the NBA playoffs themselves, the Miami Heat won game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. Victor Oladipo played in that one, played 15 minutes on the night. Uh, Not a great night statistically for him. Two of nine shooting, one of two from three, only five points, a rebound, an assist, a couple steals, a block, also added a turnover and three personal fouls, just did everything, good and bad, minus six with his plus minus. He was much better defensively than he was offensively, which he had two steals and a block, so that makes sense. Uh, He was moving around really well defensively. Um, He got into passing lanes a couple times, uh, closed out hard on a three-pointer and got a block. Uh, That was where that one block came from. Uh, Miami, though, Jimmy Butler continues to be incredible. For those of you that have watched the Heat to watch Oladipo, 41 points. He was unstoppable. On Wednesday, he led them to their 118-107 win. Uh, something I haven't talked about, it, it honestly slipped my mind a little bit. Juwan Morgan is technically on the Boston Celtics. He doesn't play. He hasn't played in the playoffs. He's an end-of-the-bench guy and the end-of-the-end-of-the-bench guys. Uh, so regardless of who wins this series, IU is going to have somebody in the NBA Finals with a chance to win uh, an NBA title whether it's Juwan Morgan or Victor Oladipo. So we at least have that going for us. But uh, game one was a lot of fun. I, I really encourage you guys to tune in because Miami is a, a a fun team to root for and Victor Oladipo fits in really well there. So uh, excited to see if he's able to continue this level of contribution. Again, wasn't a great night statistically. I still thought he was a positive player because of what he was able to bring to the floor defensively. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. We will be back tomorrow to do that pod about breakout players for the uh, IU football program. 
I pushed it back a day because this article coming out uh, felt relevant and I, I just thought we needed to talk about it while it was still fresh. So we'll do that breakout podcast tomorrow. Now, make your second listen Locked on Big Ten with host Nate Dickinson. Uh, I joined them, joined him, I should say, on Thursday. So be sure to subscribe over there. Go check out Locked on Heat as well. I forgot to mention it when talking about Oladipo. They're going to have a much better summary of uh, the Miami game in the Eastern Conference Finals than I'm going to have. They've watched the the Heat all season. So go check out Locked on Heat as well to hear about Oladipo's game and that game as a whole. Follow us on Twitter if you haven't already. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a quick rating and review. Helps us out a ton. Most importantly, though, everybody, have a terrific Wednesday. And LEO.